Welcome to Manifesting with Meg, Conversations with Extraordinary People. This is a podcast that is inspirational based upon my book, The Magical Guide to Bliss, that takes the listeners through the year with empowering conversations. Starting from January and Carpe Diem sees the day to December, awe-inspiring magic and miracles. Time to sit back and relax as these extraordinary people, my guests, share their wisdom so that you too can elevate your life. It's time to discover more bliss, get intentional, and start to transform your dreams into reality. It's time to come alive because the world needs more people who wake up and come alive to the possibilities for their own life. Enjoy. And we're back. This is Manifesting with Meg, Conversations with Extraordinary People. And today, I hope you all tune in because I have one of my favorite guests. Happy to say she's a repeat offender. Um, she is Berta Medina of Dreamers Succeed. And I'm a huge fan because this is kind of like a gift to myself many times. This is my episode 110. I love the theme today. There's always hope for positive change. So anyone out there who needs a hit of inspiration or a bit of magic, join us today because definitely Berta is going to give you that for sure. And without further ado, I want to remind everybody that April is the month of transforming dreams into reality. One of my favorite, by the way, because I always say magic happens in April and it's because our angels are working overtime for us to make it happen. So keep paying attention and you never know what's going to happen. This is my year of Empowered Through Purpose, and I hope you all find your purpose to empower you on, move you forward. This is a show about transformation, dreams, inspiration, true happiness, and discovering bliss. We're just a conversation away from extraordinary time to wake up to a universe packed with possibility. Berta, 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 I love that you are 110, and I always say, what's the magic around 110? I know there's two, there's a one and a one involved here, so I know that the open gates of 11 are certainly on our in our in our way for sure but let's set our intention with the magical guide to bliss pick a number that will correspond for that intention and we'll find the synchronicity at the end of our show so before i go on and let you dazzle them which you always definitely do i want to give everyone a brief intro into who you are if they don't know you already berta medina garcia is a rare breed of speaker and coach by infusing classic coaching with a healthy dose of discovery and adventure with her specialized trademark of comfort zone coaching. She's revolutionized the path to growth and change for individuals and team members of great organizations at the forefront of making a positive impact on this world, which we all definitely need more of. After years of building, operationing, and growing her own successful business, she's taken her experience and love for philanthropy to travel to Africa, which she's about to do soon in the beginning of May, on a harrowing climb to Mount Kilimanjaro's peak. That's before. She's going now to Kenya, so there's even more fun to be had. She went as a part of a mission trip to change the world from side children. The mission trip was everything she dreamed of, dreamed it would be, and more. It transformed her perspective and offered equal doses of service, adventure, and fulfillment. And what she offers her clients is much of the same. The perspective shift in the way they view themselves, in the way they view their organizations, in focusing they place on their corporate culture, and in bringing out the best in all levels of team. This is 
her years of business savvy coming together. She's got an adventurous streak. She's a lot of fun. And without further ado, I just want to share Berta once again with you. So how are you, my friend? Welcome to Manifesting Again. Blessed and highly favored girl. It's so good to be here with you. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. And you know, I, I like I said, I always, I think it's become a, three times in a row now in April that we have this little, you know, wonderful interaction. And, and I will say this, you know, um, it's so great to have you here, but there's lots to celebrate for me because, you know, at the beginning, you know, I didn't even know if I was going to be able to do this. And now I have a Webby. I'm an honoree for the Webby Awards this year. <laughs> so exciting. And, you know, I love to continue this season six with you and the inspiration that you bring, because I know a lot of people out there could definitely use it, myself included. So back to your magic. What is it that you want to start off with today? I'm going to let you bring it. I'm going to I'm going to start off with a huge congratulations, Meg. Um, I, you know, the fact that I've had a front row seat to your journey uh, for all these years has been totally inspiring, uh, totally moving. It's just been confirmation that when we're in alignment and we're doing what we know God put us here to do, things are going to happen. And I know the Webby is is just the latest one in a in a long line of of amazing accomplishments and awards for your books. And I'm just I'm just tickled, girl. And I and I love that I see you shining and shining for others and everything that you're doing to bring out the best in us. And girl, I don't even know how you energizer bunny through this but i just love you and 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 wanted to mention that thank you i you know you always i'm i'm in i'm in the art of receiving now a book that you did give to me so i'm learning how to receive a lot more and i think a lot of people out there who are givers big time givers like berta certainly need to be in that receiving mode as well it's that wonderful karmic circle i went to see taylor swift and she wrote a song called karma and i swear i've been singing it in my head this whole time it's like what you put out in the world don't worry if you think that other people may be like, you know, doing this, doing that. It's what you, your path, how you are showing up. And certainly at the end of the day, it is what you bring to the table for sure. And that karma will find you that wonderful, yeah. good, bad, indifferent, maybe you don't know, <laughs> but um, I love the theme today. And, and I want to start there because I think that it's really kind of amazing. I, like I said, my two favorite months are April and, and December, certainly. Mm -hmm. um, transforming dreams into reality. And since your dreamers succeed, how perfect and appropriate that all is. There's always hope for positive change. And I think anyone out there listening today to that message, you know, and they don't feel like their life is going in the direction of their dreams, let's say, and they feel mm -hmm. struggling and they're like blocks here and there and everywhere. You know, I think that it's a really important uh, message to hear that, you know, you can always do the shift. You could always do the, okay, here we are. Let's see what's next. Mm -hmm. And, and the quote is from The Secret, Rhonda Burns. She says, there's no such thing as a hopeless situation. Every single circumstance of life can change. That's Rhonda Burns, author of mm -hmm. The Secret. And, you know, like I said, oh boy, I needed to hear that today because, you know, I mean, we all, even though we succeed, we, we show up, we accomplish mm -hmm. much, you know, we all are human beings and we all hit walls and we burn out. And you have to really like sit back and think, okay, Instead of just being turned off and like give up, which I never advocate for the give up, maybe take a moment to sit mm -hmm. and really be congratulations to yourself, grateful for those things that you've done so that you can celebrate 
what you've done and actually take that moment to do so before you move forward in a different direction or perhaps in the same direction, but with more verb and energy, you know, let leaving the critique alone aside. And, you know, the insight goes like, like if you're in a rut, you know, do not despair because at many times, you know, keep placing that one foot in front of the other as you go through it, you'll face whatever life presents to you, but don't forget that wonderful, you know, mountain of wisdom that you've gained up until this point you mm -hmm. face you know with the need to breathe you do things that uplift you and spark your interest and then also have interviews with berta medina and let me know your thoughts on that certainly you are not a stranger to you know the mountains for sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's right that's right and i love the way you put it meg because i think a big part of you know we're 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 sort of raised and society has programmed us to keep score, right? Mm. Um, and then, and you said it, we're human beings. Yeah. And somewhere along the line, we got stuck in being human doings. Yeah. And then we're trying to keep up. We get distracted by shiny objects and we think, well, if this person <laughs> is doing it this way, we have to do it this way. And it really is all about just going inside. You know, when we remove the need for external gratification, validation, whatever you want to call it, and you find that inner joy, everything changes, yeah, you know, and, and, and you mentioned, you know, gratitude. I think one of the, the fastest paths to happiness, right, is, is, is gratitude. And even if you, if you have to get used to it by doing a gratitude journal and doing, um, you know, the steps, I think it's just coming inside. And you mentioned that don't give up, but listen, the pauses are necessary. Yeah, for sure. The pauses are necessary. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I've been in a, in a long pause. Okay. But, 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 you know, it's been really, really good for me. And I've been able to go inside and find that, that um, independent happiness, right. That, that is not subject to the external. Sure. The external can add to the happiness, but it's never going to take away if things are not going the way that, you know, society deems necessary that they go. So I, I think you hit on a really, really good point there, Meg, of, of just, you know, breathing and and accepting and 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 loving our life and being in alignment if we're in alignment everything else is going to fall into place isn't that fantastic that that what you just said is when we're in alignment and but the thing is i think a lot of people struggle to get in alignment perhaps by virtue of the fact that they're looking at someone else and they're like how can i get there like you get disturbed you get you get you know frustrated or even the shame spiral god help us you know we've all been in that in this particular <laughs> rendition of life i you know i think that you know that's the alignment is what we strive for and that vibrational alignment to all that you know we desire and we want and what makes us feel good because it really is i like go back to the secret the whole idea is how do you feel what makes yeah. you feel alive go there mm -hmm. not everyone has the same feel like for yeah. for you I, I, you won't find me climbing mount kilimanjaro there's not <laughs> that's never gonna happen but and the reality is, is that we all feel alive based upon our own, like you said, going within and, and recognizing what that is. Um, you know, you're a manifester, big time. I mean, big time. You you helped yourself and you've helped so many others come like come to life to to their dreams and and to actually you know focus on their dreams and and bringing them out of other people. And I you know I, I only feels right to ask you at this point in your life. You know, and, and since you said you've been in the pause a bit, you know, what is the mission that you find calling to you rather than you chasing? 
Oh, I love that question. And I think that's what it is, Meg. And I'm, you know, 55, almost 56, right? So I'm I'm an older lady and, and things are different now, right? But at the same time, I realized that, and I've always stuck to the why, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Kilimanjaro wasn't about climbing Kilimanjaro. It was about what it was going to do for Sipao. Um, and, and everything connects to that why. Mm -hmm. So I think for me right now, you know, professionally, if you want to call it that, it's it's just this mission of of really reconnecting mm -hmm. with who I've always been. You know, I love to serve and bring out the dreams of coaches and speakers. Yeah. And I and I've had to come back to me because I realized that the biggest impact is in doing what you love and in being in alignment. And if you're making that impact and you can you can work with people and I've had the blessing of working with amazing people, either on the corporate side or coaches and speakers that have just completely transformed their lives it has nothing to do with me. You know, I might be in their corner in the ring, but they're in the ring by themselves. No, no, they're aligned to the fact that their vibration matches yours and that they're a point in time where they're like, you know, they're asking that ask, you know, right. And, and since you're aligned to the why, you know, refocusing on what their why is, I think certainly is something that brings you in alignment to your clients for right. sure. Um, you know, right. one of the things I wanted to know with regard to this whole wonderful, fantastic journey that we all go through and we all like <laughs> fall through or climb through and, you know, never letting it like get down through, you know, the, all the throughs, you know, what, what exactly is your next empowered purpose this year? So my next empowerment, and I'm working on a really, really great project. Um, I just went on a mission trip earlier this year um, to South Africa. I had never been to South Africa. I had a wonderful time with Lydia's mission. And we've been able to put together an empowerment series wow. where I'm going to be taking people on a mission trip so that they can have hands-on everything that I've been preaching and teaching for the last right. decade, right? And coaching that the importance of that vision, how do you create the plan? How do you bring it into action and have the accountability? And then at the, uh, at the far end of it, how do you make it sustainable? And this organization that is doing beautiful work in, in, in Imanzana, South Africa has been able to encapsulate in, in 10 days, what, what I try to help people understand so that it, it'll be a very hands-on way to be able to bring people, the impact is huge because it's it's um, it's uh, it's mission and it's very hands on, and uh, and Mitch uh, Hildebrand, who's amazing, he's an amazing pastor and an amazing uh, coach and life coach and brother. Um, you know, we're doing that together. So it's so it's it's really shifted my focus. My my, you know, I was talking to my daughter yesterday, and she said, you know, you're a coach on a mission, right? And I said, <laughs> yes, totally on a mission to be able to bring because we can make a greater impact if I'm helping coaches succeed and bring out the best in others. I'm not just impacting that coach. I'm impacting everybody that they touch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then everything just gets really magical and big. And and again, the focus has to be impact, in my opinion, because that's why we're here. And um, my mission is to leave it better than it was when I got here. I, I know that I've already done that with my kids. I'm leaving two amazing humans behind. And then Jocelyn goes and has, you know, another human. Um, and, and it's just really, really been a trip to see how that comes to fruition, how, you know, past clients who have become friends and who have mission trip with me have really been able to take what they have done. Like I said, nothing to do with me. It was them having the courage 
you know, fighting the doubts and the and the fears and and being able to create a, a business or a coaching practice that is just making a huge impact out there. I want to I want to touch upon, you know, it's funny because a lot of times, you know, we get so wrapped up in our own insecurities that, you know, we we lose sight on what you're doing, which is huge. Like, and, and I, the thing that keeps coming to mind is as you're talking, it's like, you know, Mother Teresa didn't worry about her thighs. <laughs> she just did. She did the work, right? But I think we have to go back to the reality that, you know, we are like, once again, we are human beings, you know, the reality mm -hmm. is, is that we all show up you know, with our insecurities, with our fears, with all of the above. And you're traveling to South Africa, you know, you're going to, you know, Kenya, you're doing all these things that for some people, there might just someone said, come to South Africa, you're going to stare in the mirror. And you're just like, oh, I'm say. you know, I can't move. I'm like, you know, paralysis, you know, they say analysis by paralysis. So I guess yeah. the question that I'm, I'm coming to the, the table with right now is, you're where you are and you're on this mission and it's an amazing mission and you're going to help a lot of wonderful people and you are going to level up your energy too because of that. What, you know, that's not where you've always been. Like, and I, and I think it's really important for everyone to hear, you know, because, you know, you know, it's never, there's always hope for positive change and it's mm -hmm. always find yourself where you are. Like, where do you stand at this moment? Okay. Like I, I have to say, I just went to Italy and I went to Como in Italy and in, you know, in March and I, and I hadn't traveled in quite some time, even outside the country. So I had to like, Meg, you've done this before. You can do this again. You're excited mm -hmm. about this. Something, you know, and I had to have pay attention to little signs to like allay my fears. But how about, for you, because, you know, I, I, I do love this part because it's what inspires you to do what you do. Mm -hmm. But tell me a little bit about you getting to where you are right now and, and the process. And hey, to Leslie, she's here. I'm loving, I love that you're doing this. Hey. Awesome. But I love this quote to start off with. She was not fragile like a flower. She was fragile like a bomb. Okay, <laughs> let's start there and, and, and pivot off the question I just asked you. How have you come so far? in your life facing your fears and and i i love that you put it that way meg i, I think i think i i haven't come as far as i know i still have to go which is good because it keeps you know i say i have 45 good years left on this planet i better make them fun uh because i want to be able to skydive at 100 but you know if i went today i go happy right yeah. because i lived two lifetimes so i think for me it was especially growing up and you know and Cuban Catholic, right? We're raised on guilt and nature. So it's like, that's it, girl. You, you, you have your kids, you raise your family, you tend to your husband, you know, you take care of the moms because that's what we do. Yep. And, um, and I did that. And then, you know, God just planted the seed of going on this first mission trip. I had already started my own company. I had the, the title company. The kids had graduated. Jocelyn was off and married. And, um, and it was just like this, this yearning of no questions asked. It was like God planted the seed. I was open. I was in flow. And I just said it out loud. I was like, hey, I'm going to Africa and I'm going to sponsor this little boy. And I'm going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro and I'm going to be gone for three weeks. And the moment that I said it out loud and I said this to my super conservative husband, and he's looking at me like, are you high? And I'm like, and by the way, I need $2,000 to put a yeah. deposit on this yeah. trip, whatever. Um, and, and the moment that I said it out loud and nobody died, I was like, holy crap, this, this 
and then you do the first one and then you do the next one. I, I'll, I'll be heading out in two weeks on my, my seventh mission trip. Um, and I promised the kids once I met Sibao and then sponsored another six in, in, in Kenya and in Ethiopia, um, I promised that I would be back every couple of years because I oh. want the kids to know that they are so important to me that I will travel. I want to keep tabs on how they're doing. I want to hug them and hug their families. So it just became, a, I said it out loud. And I think what happens, Megan, I think that's one of the things, you know, a lot of people knock social media. One of the things about social media that I love is that it provides the accountability. Ah, you know, yes. Put it, right? Yeah. I put it out there and listen, I'm going to have egg on my face if I don't do this. <laughs> it's and, true. And and you know what? It just It just kept sort of spiraling. And then the expectation for me became, how am I showing up in this world? Not because of what people thought mm -hmm. or not because of how it looked, just how am I showing up in this world? Like the most important thing for me is what is Chloe going to say about me when she meets somebody new, right? Yeah. And not because I want her to brag about me because, you know, they'll never tell you to your face, but I <laughs> love hearing the way she talks about me behind my back. Yeah. And and that to me is a big deal because I'm not, she's not going to listen just like my kids didn't listen to me telling them what to do. Um, but they followed what I was doing. Yeah, it's true. And, and it, just, it shows up. So I think, I think for me, it just became sort of, um, you know, and, and my grandmother was a very, very strong influence in my life, even though I lost her when I was 17. Um, but I know that given the chance, my grandmother would have done all of this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then I think, you know, is she watching this? I know she's probably freaking out, but but I know she knows I'm going to be okay. Um, you know, what would she think of this? You know, wow. and and it just it's it's just created this whole um, sort of synergy of of raising my own vibration, not because of anybody who's looking, not because of what they're saying, not because of what people are thinking, either criticizing or applauding. It doesn't matter. This between me and God, and. And I'm going to do it. If he's going to, if he's going to breathe life into that dream or that vision, there's a reason he would yeah. never tease me and, you know, plant the seed of a dream in my heart that he didn't already know I was able to accomplish. So what's with this? She was not fragile like a flower. She was fragile like a bomb, yeah. by the way. And yeah. to Leslie's point, <laughs> Jews get guilt too. Yeah. Italians too. I think we all like have the course. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, tell me a little bit about why you picked this quote for your inspiration. Yeah, and I and I love that because I think, especially the way I grew up, right? Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't easy. Even though I wouldn't trade my childhood for anything in the world, I was fatherless or absent fathered. You know, I know who he was. He just went back to Cuba when my mother was five months pregnant. Um, and then my mom was a single mom, a hug single mom. We always had a lot of family. We grew up. I grew up in a home with cousins and grandparents and a very rich uh, three generation home. Um, so, so there's a lot of this, this idea of fragility in someone who grows up broken. Right. Wow. And I took ownership of that, um, for a long time, never, never from a victim perspective, I but just that. from a, how dare I deserve to have this life when I, you know, this, you know, I'm supposed to be broken. Society says I'm supposed to be broken. We grew up, you know, not, not dirt poor, but not rich by any stretch of the imagination, not even middle class. And, um, and then I thought, you know, that fragility is always going to be there for all of us. Um, I get to be fragile like a bomb. 
Oh, I love not, fragile like a, not fragile like a flower. So when I saw yeah. that, and actually a few people that I, in my life, you know, that, that sort of um, triggered the thought of them in my mind. And I was like, you know what? That's, I like that. I like I it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And you know, interestingly enough, you keep mentioning broken. I just read a book where they pointed out this Zen Buddhist ancient Japanese art of using precious metals such as gold to bond pieces together called Kint Sugi. Yeah. You've heard of it, right? Yeah, and I, I just saw someone from Ukraine give a presentation at the World Happiness Conference. And and she basically took her veins and she drew gold gold uh, on her vein like just the blood so you know just because we're we're pumping blood through that's the that's the opportunity to be broken right then she was you know but it became this beautiful beautiful masterpiece of her you know and that's when i see that she was fragile like a bomb that is you know exactly like Mm -hmm. you're you are going to break and yeah. you're going to also come back stronger, which I love yeah. this. Oh my God. And, and yeah. to your point, you know, as well, you know, I, I, I love the fact that um, you've taken your story and you've made it into the warrior, the hero's journey, because mm-hmm. we stay in that narrative, right? Whatever that narrative is until we decide that we get to choose a narrative that we want to be a part of. And I, I, you know, certainly your life is that for sure. You know, it's like, well, you know, I've chosen you to be with me, but if you don't want to stay on the same path, then it's time to move on and let's discover where we're going. And that takes us to this. Okay, of course, Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) The secret, Alice, is to surround yourself with people who make your heart smile. It's then, only then, that you'll find Wonderland. And, okay, you and I are of the same same mind. Well, this will be our superpower till the end of the day, is right, mm-hmm. is the connections, the connections and the people that we choose to bring into our lives. And and then some of the time, some of the time, the ones that we choose to let out of our lives, you know, mm-hmm. but always with the idea that it's this big eyed wonder that we face life. So tell me what this means to you. I and I love this one, Meg. First of all, I, I'm a huge um, fan of of so many of the lessons yeah. in Alice in Wonderland and in those stories and in the Looking Glass. Um, just love everything about it. And I think what happens, Meg, is that and you know we talk about this all the time. You know, and we see it. People say, you know, your tribe, your tribe attracts your vibe, or yeah. your vibe attracts your tribe. Whatever. Uh, I am huge. On, on making sure that I am surrounding myself with people that set my soul on fire, mm. okay? And I want to be that for the people that are around me. Yeah. And sometimes um, it gets hard when you're in your 50s and you have to start setting boundaries, right? Uh, yeah. Because it feels so uncomfortable and there's so much guilt around it. But you know what? It's, it's self-protective. And I cannot be who I want to be to my children, to my granddaughter, to my clients, to my friends, to even my ex-husband, if I am not good with me. So there's there are a lot of days when I spend a lot of time alone and people are like, I'm so worried that you're lonely. And I'm like, dude, lonely and alone are not the same thing. No. I have never felt lonely when I've been alone. Uh, I'm a really good companion to myself. Um, so I think that that one of the things that happens is as we mature and as we age and as we get into alignment with who we're going to be, um, our soul begins to, you know, raise certain red flags about, hey, listen, mm. um, you've been on the giving end of this relationship for your entire life. 
um, try to see if, if, if some of that is going to be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. And when it's not, it's like, I love you. And, and I, I posted something today that said, I don't remember the question, but the answer is love. The answer is always love. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And, and you don't have to, doesn't mean you stop loving anyone, but you can love them from a distance and not feel guilty about it because it's self-protective. It's what you need right now. And it's okay. So I, I really love that because I'm huge. In fact, I had a conversation with my, with my baby daddy. I can't call him my ex-husband. I'm, I'm just not used to it. Um, and, you know, we have a great relationship. We get along great. And I was telling him the other day, you know, I said, I'm not your mother and I'm not your wife anymore, but I, I need you to please be aware of who you're spending your time with now. You know, um, no, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, scolding him or anything. I just, I just want him to be good and I want him to be happy. And I want him, um, you know, just, just to, to be mindful in that space. Cause when you're there watching standing guard, right. Yeah. Um, it's all built in. So, so I think that's one of the biggest things. And, and you know how our parents used to tell us, tell me who you hang around with and I'll tell you who you are. And I would be like, come on. And you know what? It's true. <laughs> Well, I, I always like to point out that most of the people that I find in my alignment, right, in that energy mm-hmm. place that I really kind of get excited is are the ones that make my heart smile and, and the looking mm-hmm. forward to being with them and looking forward to the conversations and what those conversations will elicit. You know, so exciting. And back yeah. to the point, what you're talking about is that I mean, but the consciousness, right? You have to be really truly conscious of who walks in and who yeah. you allow in really is that mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. art of receiving too you know you, you can yes. receive crap too you can receive yes, a lot yes, of it. but at the end of the day you know i love everything that you've said you know and and and, and especially people who are around your children and i understand that your yes. baby's daddy you know clearly is and you know i think mm-hmm. at the like end of the day you you have to before you put your head down at night you know, you do your, your, maybe your gratitude role or what, whatever mm-hmm. that is. If you're conscious when we, we are, when we have yeah. that reminder, you know, and um, you know, it comes down to, okay, what, like the good, the bad, the ugly, and then yes, mm-hmm. thank you. And then move on. So it comes, and, and I love it. Okay. When someone <laughs> says you can't do it, do it twice and take pictures. Okay, this is so <laughs> she gave, I have to tell you all, she gave me like six quotes. And I, was like, I could put them all in there, but I know that the two of us talk forever. And certainly there's so yeah. much, like I said, wisdom and lots of information there that a lot of people could take away and like, oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. But this, oh my God, this is this is why we are aligned, Berta, because don't you tell me I can't do what I want to do, yeah. right? Yeah. Do it twice and take pictures. Go for it, my friend. Tell us a little yeah. bit about this one. I, I love this one. This is and, and this again is is it's coming from I think when you when you grow up a certain way or there's a certain belief about you yeah. out there or your label or whatever it is. It's like you know who do you think you are? Yeah. What is happening right now? And and it's like listen, I, I'm not doing it for you, but you know just hold my cafe con leche right um <laughs> oh my, oh my con leche. i love it oh my god yeah and that's that's one of the things meg that i say to people don't do it from a place of needing it to do it to prove it to anyone yeah do it to prove it to yourself yeah because every time that you stretch that muscle i have surprised myself in ways meg that i'm like what is happening right now and we have the conversation and, and my kids and I will have the conversation or even with George and I will have the conversation and, and they'll be like, 
what just happened? What, how, how did this, how did this happen? It's not anything magical, but listen, I'm open to what God had in store for me. I love that. I'm open to his plan for me and I'm not resisting. I'm not trying to control everything because I, I used it. to try to control it. So, so I think this is just one of those things. And the reason that I love this so much is because it's opening a window to someone who was like you or is like you and thinks they can't do it. Oh. And now it's like, and I tell people, listen, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Cause oh right. Um, so I think it's, it's just that, that in and the take pictures, it's that invitation to what's possible. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the most important things we'll do. As so we I want to, I want, so, you know, even in the whole, um, the whole author world and you are an author as mm -hmm. well of your, of your, your wonderful book, uh, it's, uh, the, the why, how is it? The why is the way, the why is the way. And we have Leslie here and I want to point out, you know, it's, it's when you, you're first doing something, it's kind of like a forest, right? The trees are mm -hmm. all like, it's dense and you can't really see the other side, but you know, that's the way. So you take your hatchet and you start knocking things down, mm -hmm. obviously climate, climate sound, but you know, you walk, you're walking through, you're, you set the path. And then you can mm -hmm. come back to the beginning together and, and take others with you. Having yeah. learned so much by virtue of the, you know, the lessons, <laughs> don't cut that way. You're going to cut yourself badly. But the reality is you end up, you know, at the beginning again, knowing it, you know, a different way. However, having so much that like enlightens you that you're ready to do it again. And then people watch you do it and they're like coming along for the ride. And then you take pictures yeah. with others, which is really kind of exciting yes. too, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you're not going alone to Kenya. You're going with a, a group of people, but. And, and, group and we come. Yeah. And, and I, my mission is to take as many people as I can to, to experience mission tripping for the first time because it's, it's a life changing thing. And that's why, you know, you are an adventurer, you know, you, you, you do say like, it's so funny because everybody has their thing. Like maybe mm -hmm. something that I do is like seen as like, oh my God, I would never do that. That is like <laughs> insane. Why would she do that? But I mean, and, and obviously jumping out of a plane is certainly not on the top 100 of my list, not even on the 200 at this point. But, but the reality is, is do I get to enjoy it through you? Yes, I do. I get to like, mm -hmm. so, and I celebrate you as well. So I want to go back to this one. This is really cool. We are taught you must blame your father, your sisters, your brothers, the school, the teachers, but never blame yourself. It's never your fault, but it's always your fault. Because if you wanted to change, you're the one who has got to change. Catherine Hepburn. And that is why I love this. And I love it for the theme today. And that's why I put it in there. You know, mm -hmm. it's like there's always hope for positive change because you really have the reins of your yeah. life. So tell yeah. me what this means to you. And that's what we don't know. First of all, I'm a giant, giant Catherine Hepburn fan. I have read everything written about her, everything that she wrote about herself. And she is full of wisdom, this woman. I mean, um, just there's there's just so much there to her. If anybody hasn't ever read on her, just pick up any one of a number of biographies. She's, she's pretty remarkable. Um, but what I love, Meg, is that people hide behind that victimhood. And they're always blaming. Nobody's taking the minute that you take ownership for everything that is happening to you, everything changes because now you can do something about it. Yeah. When you're subject to, you know, woe is me, what happened here? And oh my God, I mean, I could say I grew up without a father. You know, we didn't have money growing up and I wasn't hand me downs until my cousin stopped outgrowing her clothes. Hmm. You know, I mean, I could I could pinpoint all those little things 
to have a woe is me attitude. Yeah. And I and I'll never forget, Meg, there's a there's a picture and it's it's the picture of the author in the back of the Why is the Way. And it's me in a little sailor suit when I was five years old. It was taken at JM Fields. And one of the benefits of having a father who was in Cuba was that my mom, my mom took a lot of pictures because that's how we communicate. Oh, wow. So I'm I'm looking at this picture of myself and I realized, and I, at the time I was doing a, a rebirthing thing with a bunch of friends and we were getting into that last week. I was really, really tense and, and wanted to find my core. What was my core? I, I had just watched Guardians of the Galaxy. No. Uh, Rise of the Guardians, oh. and there's a scene there where Santa's asking Jack Frost. It's oh, a really yeah, good yeah. scene. Um, so I'm trying to find my core, and I go back to that little picture, and I see this five-year-old girl who had no reason to smile. My poor mom was working like a maniac. She was suffering because my father wasn't here. You know, where I'm just sort of either in the way or or sort of like like a nuisance even though my mom didn't treat me like that it was it was something different but I had this smile on me like with this optimism like everything was perfect in my life <laughs> and it just it just I had every reason to believe that it wasn't like I remember when I turned five I'm blowing out the candles of one of the few birthday cakes that I got right and I remember I wanted a pony I've always loved horses and I wanted a pony and I said, man, but I should really wish that my father comes so my mom can stop crying. Oh, wow. I was five years old. Wow. Like, that should not have been a thought. But still, that little girl was smiling like the world was the best place in the world ever to exist. And um, I love so, that. So, so I think that why this resonates with me is because as long as we take ownership, we're not, we're not subject to, we're not victims. We're not, we're not beholden to what's happening around us. It's so incredibly empowering. Like we were talking about empower through your purpose, but even think about it, you like, that's what the whole Victor Frankl was saying. He was in a concentration camp and they said they can never have power over your mind. You're the one yeah. who ultimately gets the say of how you see the world. It may be horrifying and trauma inducing and all of the above, but if you truly believe that they're not going to get you down, like um, you're going to make it through, you will, you will persevere. Yeah. And, and, Absolutely. you know, and that's in the most extreme circumstances, obviously there's fallout from that, but to get yourself to the other side, you see how strong mm -hmm. you are and you see that. But once you take the reins back, like you were saying, like you're like this little child. And, and I always loved, I love that you're saying that because I mean, some people have really bad childhoods. Like they remember it that way. And mm -hmm. others, there's got to be like one picture that you remember seeing yourself and you're just like, oh my God, look <laughs> at that kid. I want her to play with me now. Like even as a 50 year old plus, you know, yes. I'm 53, yeah. you know, I want to I bring her out to play because guess what? I know now I have the choices and I, I can do what I want and I can do the changes that I want. I, I find that just so incredible. And, and at the end of the day, you know, you telling the stories, you doing the thing, you doing whatever it is that comes to mind, going to Kenya, going to South Africa, going to Italy, going to France, wherever the heck you want to go, mm -hmm. you know, but, you know, feel free to be on your own adventure here in this world, whatever calls to you. Well, like we are talking about the back at the beginning, you know, what mm -hmm. is calling to you? What is calling yeah. to you? And I heard something really fascinating the other day. Don't pursue a profession. Let it find you as you are doing those things 
that make you yes. come alive. And I was just like, oh my God, I have to like, you know, yeah. I'm like all over the place right now. Like I, I'm like, you know, you know me, I've like build the mountain and then the mountain and then, then I get like a squirrel, squirrel, yes. where am I going to go first? But the reality <laughs> is, is that that just like tricked me into like, oh my God, just keep doing what I really love. Talking to people like you, being with people like Leslie Rasmussen, talking to authors, reading their books, doing these shows, and then that will find me. And I yeah. love that. I just feel like that's like the most empowering thing you can say. And so I'm not imitating anybody else. It just shows up yeah. as me. So one of the things I love about the show is, I th and I think that you can certainly speak to it because it seems to me that your life has become a dream come true. You're talking about your childhood, you know, your mom is a single mom here and, you know, she had to struggle and, she, you, know, you, you know, she went through the ups and downs and all arounds, right? Mm -hmm. And you... Like I said, your grandmother, you know, she would have loved to probably do what you're doing right now. So maybe it's the dream of others coming true through you as well. So mm -hmm. tell me, tell me a little bit about how, you know, how you see it, like how you see the unfolding of your life, of your story. Um, some days I can't believe it, Meg. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and and I remember I went when I started uh, taking pilot lessons there was a fly-in somewhere in lakeland florida and i and um i go i remember chloe was was a wee little thing i think she was mm -hmm. two years old or something and she's in the stroller and we went over there and i just wanted to spend the weekend around planes and people talking about planes and and i go up to this there was this guy selling his bonanza right and he's sitting in a in a lawn chair right in front of his and it was open so you could go in and look around and i just walked up to him and i said how are you and he said, living the dream. Ah, oh, I love it. And I said, man, I want one day for my life to be in such a place that that's how I can answer when people oh, ask I me. Love that. I love it. And I cannot tell you how many times in the last, especially in the last year and a half, people will ask me that. And that's, it's, it's like a knee jerk um, trigger that I just say living the dream. Right. Um, I and have it's, to say that to that point, though, you know, even if you say it, living the dream, it makes you feel good. You know, it's like, yes, even, yes. If, even if it's not necessarily the perfect dream, <laughs> part of your dream, you know, yeah. you're still yeah. living that part of your dream that you knew. Like, I remember, and I'll just add this, like, I remember sitting in the office that I used to have on a corner office, looking out into the world, you know, seeing the boats pass by and wishing I could be there and not where I was. And yeah. now I'm like, you know, I'm like looking for a whole other perspective. <laughs> but like, I think I sat there on a finicoli up to the top of um, Cuomo, like looking over and there was a lighthouse up there. And I just think, oh my God, Benjamin, right? Like this is happening. And, and back to your point that, you know, even if I have gone through the ups and downs of life, I can say when I'm great, like I, I'm conscious that I'm aware and all of the above, you know, living the dream. I love that. So tell me a little bit more about, you know, some of your favorite highlights of, of this living the dream as it unfolds. Uh, I, I think one of the, one of the most real things for me came when I was in uh, Kenya, one of the last trips to Kenya. And, and I had to stop in the middle of the day and do a coaching session. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and the people that were around me were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I just have a session. Um, I'll be back. <laughs> and I went and I did my session and, and my client is like, where are you? 
And I said, no, I'm in Kenya for the next two weeks, remember? He said, oh, my God, but I can't believe we didn't reschedule. And I said, why? And um, I think that's that's one of the one of the highlights. I've done coaching sessions from cruise ships. I mean, I can do it from anywhere, uh, speaking on some stages wow. that mm-hmm. I never thought I would speak in front of audiences that I never thought I would speak in front of. And um, and and being able to, you know, call my daughter and say, hey, listen, Chloe's missing these six states in New England. You know, when can we go? And she says, well, when can you go? I said, I can go whenever. And we just, two days later, we're in the car and we took a road trip and we were up there for five days and and it was just like like freedom right yeah still working but but that freedom that that being able to create that that freedom of a lifestyle where you're where you're calling the shots right yeah Yeah. totally knowing that it was that to god be the glory and 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 that Hmm. you know it's kind of magical that that happens but but that that's that kind of feel surreal still sometimes. But also, you know, the reality is, is that back to your magical manifesting Mm -hmm. mad skills. I mean, you had the ability to make the phone call to your daughter and to her daughter and let's do this. So Mm -hmm. it it is because of the life that you have created for yourself. And Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, a lot of people say, well, I can't do that. I can't because I have responsibilities. I can't do that because of this, that, and the other. And I'm not saying like everybody, this is right for everybody, but the freedom component certainly is something that we both align to is that whole idea that, you know, I don't have to ask for permission from somebody and maintain and still, and still hold my responsibilities true, you know? And I think that's really a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so this is like a fun part because I love to engage the extraordinary person. You know, I, I like to say everybody's extraordinary and they are, you know, the extra, they put the extra in the ordinary, right? No one really is ordinary in my estimation. So right now, as we sit here on this date, you know, as we are transforming our dreams into reality, what is the thing that you can share that will move you forward or help maybe advice for others to move them forward as well on this dreamer's journey? I I think I would say, don't be afraid to dream, right? Um, We're sort of programmed to keep things at bay and to be normal and to be realistic. And, um, and that's all bullshit. You know, you have to, you have to unleash the power of dreams. You have to be able to do it, reconnect with that inner child and whatever it was that you wanted to do. And the more impossible, the better, because that's how God proves to you that mm. he wants this for you right so okay. i i say just dream unapologetically as big as you possibly can and yes you have to do the work but you got to dream at first if not you don't know what the work is going to be that's amazing and you know back, back to the tools or perhaps best practices that have worked for you to get you where you've been your whole life because i think that you know I love it. I like when people like light it, like, Oh, this. And I, oh, I never thought about that, you know? So mm-hmm. what's something that you can share with everyone that will help them perhaps, you know, start to recognize their dreams perhaps, or, you know, start to manifest this freedom that you, you seem to be exp- you know, experiencing. Yeah. I think uh, you do it scared, right? Because I think uh, initially it's, it's always scary. It's new. It's, it's something uh, probably never been ventured by anyone in your family. Right. Yeah. So I say, I say, do it scared and don't worry about what other people think. Yeah. It is not your job 
to worry about what everybody else is thinking. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if they can't see it, that's none of your business. Everybody has an opinion anyway. It's like so many, it like gets so loud, the noise, forget it, <laughs> forget it. Yeah. Let them, let them knock themselves out. It's just not going to affect you. If I, if I, you know, listen to everybody who laughed at me and said, what are you thinking and how are you going to leave? And what are you going to, I, I, I would have still been, God even knows where, I don't even know, you know? So oh. Marta, what's your, so what's your number? What was your intention today? What, what, what? 13. Was 13. Okay. And what was your intention? My intention was to have an amazing time with Meg, which I knew I was going to. Well, I mean, I, you know, this is just an excuse to have an interview with each other because we love the conversations. And if I ever can get you like, you know, stay still for a moment, I always get lucky. So anyway, yes, I hear I'm with you on that. And yeah. do you want to know what 13 is? Do you have I do. I do. And Megan, and I want to say that I I'm, I'm super um, with as excited as I am to go to Kenya. I'm super bummed that I'm not going to be at your book launch Aww. on May 5th. Um, I will be there with you in spirit. And I know Ooh, I'm going to call you that day from Kenya, but I'm, I'm, I just wanted to share this space with you. So thank you again for having me. Well, I do say, you know, I, it, one of the things I do love, and, and this is something that I particularly find just empowering since this is purpose, right? Every person that you meet that leaves an impact in their lives that you like literally has you look standing up and saying, God, thank God you. I thank God I met you. Thank mm -hmm. God I met you that comes with me wherever I go. So they always know Oprah said a long time ago, you know, when I'm speaking, I stand with, I, with all of the, the ghosts of the past, all the angels mm -hmm. amongst us, you know, in every room you show up and every person who's impacted you positively or negatively for that matter, mm -hmm. they're there with you and yep. you hold the torch perhaps for someone else to grab on to their light. So I say, wherever I go, Berta, you are there with me, my friend, for <laughs> sure. As is, as is Leslie and everyone yeah. else who joins me here that's left a impact of love, back to your mm -hmm. point, you know, with that love, the beginning basis of love in my life. And I am very grateful for that. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. What is your, what is your, your, did you want me to read or do you want to read? Yes, it? I want you to, I want you to read it. Please. Okay. So 13 is be bold. And the quote is whatever you can do or dream, you can begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. And that's Goethe. And I'm going to read just one little part from it because I think, it, you know, this is clearly you anyway. So, you know, you may be able to almost see the fruits of your labor. Who would give up now? You know, who would give up now? So if you find yourself like literally in the midst of it and you can't see the whole of it, never give up. It's always going to be right around the corner. Just hold on and we all get to celebrate you, you know. And then, you know, I think this is even more beautiful is the magical key to bliss is set out to make one new connection today. And um, in that respect, you know, I came from the World Happiness Conference and it was all about connections and all about the people that you get to meet. And, you know, some people have been on this conference before and I never met them. So this time I did. So, you know, it's always timing and always who and always matching with your why and the alignment factor, which I love. So let me let me bring you to all to the wonderful final inspiration that goes to Berta today because I know with all of this creative stuff going on in your life certainly you're going to be going to Kenya soon we all you know support you in that uh, what is your final inspiration for today oh, that's a tough one Meg because there are so many things I want to say um, just be good to yourself mm. I had to learn that the hard way but just be good to yourself. All that grace uh, that you've been extending to everyone in your life forever and, and keeping yeah. it from yourself, 
um, it's time to it's time to receive it from yourself. So I say, be overly gracious, um, love yourself, and and forgive yourself, and and just know that you're amazing. But but you know, stop beating yourself up. And, and it's interesting. I love that you say that because it goes along with, you know, be impeccable with your words, be that with yourself. And I love mm -hmm. that you're saying be good to yourself. It's a really important reminder right. for us all as we navigate this world and all the different uh, showings. So I'm going to put up my, my book, Magical Guide to Bliss, and I'm going to say be bold to all of you. And I'm also going to put in the stream Berta's final message for us. You know, she is passion and she believes in discipline. And it does lead to unstoppability. If you have any interest in talking to her, which I would imagine we all do at this point, because literally I can't get enough, but go to www.berta, B-E-R-T-A, Medina, M-E-D-I-N-A.com. You can find her there, follow her, follow her on all sorts of social media for sure. Um, see where she's gone, where she's going, be a part of her adventure, which I think is always fun because I always will sign up for a Berta adventure any day of the week. So thank you again to Berta. I want to ask you, what is next for you? What is, what other than Kenya, what, what are we doing? Are we, are we, are we conquering? Kenya, Kenya is uh, May. And then Alaska, I'm going to go with Chloe and Jocelyn to check off Chloe's 50th state. Oh, that's exciting. We'll be done with the whole map and then back to South Africa in November. I do so, want to remind everybody that Chloe is how old? She's 11. She's 11. <laughs> she's 11 years old and she's seen all, well, she will have seen all 50 states when yeah, she goes yeah. to Alaska, which is definitely what you were speaking to before mm -hmm. that wonderful legacy you're leaving of adventure and certainly unstoppability mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Berta, I, I can't say thank you enough. You know, this, there is hope for a positive positive change. And I know with this interview and all of us remembering to be good to ourselves, we can certainly move forward into that realm, reminding ourselves that we're worthy for sure. And that, you know, we get to connect with people like that on our path, like Berta, like Leslie, like all of you, it's a blessing. It's a grace. And I get to be grateful for that. So thank you again for joining me today. I love you to death. You know love that. You too. Love you too, mama. Have fun. Thanks. So remember that we're all here to be deliberate creators of our lives. Dream big, get inspired, and get ready to manifest your dreams. Wishing you all bliss and lots of love, of course. Have a great one. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hi, it's Meg. Thank you for listening to this episode of Manifesting with Meg. If you loved this conversation, be sure to subscribe and share the extraordinary and get your copy of The Magical Guide to Bliss today. See you soon.